Hello again, everyone. Welcome to a very special edition of Spinistry Chat. I am your host covering all the questions and answers that we've asked for, uh, Kevin Lee. And this special edition of Spinistry Chat is going over the survey results for the, the quickie survey we sent out on uh, October 21st. And we definitely appreciate everyone's response to it. It has been a fantastic response, and it's going to be tremendously helpful for us going forward. So thank you to everyone who has responded. Responses are still trickling in. Uh, but we wanted to get this video out there, given a summary of, of what our findings are so far and what this means uh, as quickly as possible, because it's definitely going to be relevant to how we do our events uh, for the rest of this year, for the rest of 2020, uh, and most likely going into the first couple few months of 2021 as well. If you're looking at the video length or the podcast link and being a little bit overwhelmed by that length, don't worry about that right now. Just give us the next five minutes and we'll cover the big picture stuff. And after that, we're going to get into more detail and granularity uh, for people that are interested in that. And if you're interested in that sort of thing, my guess is that detail and granularity stuff is going to... Uh, open a lot of eyes to the way we do things and why we do things the way we do. But I think it's also going to open our eyes to some things we can do to help you guys out in the long run. Uh, so basically, here's the overview of what the survey was about. And it was, it was pretty nuts and bolts. We're trying to figure out how to do virus-safe events going forward. We know they're going to be smaller events, at least near term. Uh, we, we don't know what the future holds, but we know people want to get out and do stuff. And the main thing that we wanted to do is to make sure we're not forcing people to do the types of events that they're not interested in. So we wanted to get feedback specifically around racing. Is there interest in racing on gravel right now? And, you know, what does that look like to people? So our first question, and it's really the only question, is are you interested in racing options for spinistry events this year and it was meant for the balance of 2020 but i can also see where maybe people thought that meant for going into 2021 as well which is fine so the answers are straightforward yes real deal organized racing with cash prizes and awards second option is informal racing with official time and bragging rights is fine and then the third option is no just looking to enjoy a great gravel ride we wanted to see how the numbers broke down on that. Now, once you answered that question, we also gave the opportunity for folks to just share their own comments and suggestions or questions or whatever else they had. And that second part there, that's where we're going to get into the granularity. What I'm actually going to do is, after we do the survey results for the question and kind of what that means and what that looks like, again, within that first five minutes, then I'm going to go ahead and go through those responses to question number two and real just shotgun, real quick overview of if people had comments or suggestions or questions, just kind of give the spinistry point of view to, the, to those things. So we're about to go ahead and just go over 
how the survey results break down on those big questions. Uh, but first, we do want to bring up one of our partners, a uh, fantastic company, Texas Company. We've been we've been giving away their stuff for years as prizes and and uh, awards and and things like that. Uh, they've they really stepped up to help us with the Pan Eraser Challenge. So we want to give a big thanks to uh, Arundel Bicycle Company out of Fort Worth here. Uh, hopefully everyone's familiar with them, but if you're not, I've been using their stuff for years, and I, I like to consider it functional bling. You know, there's bling out there that's just bling for bling's sake. The Arundel stuff, man, it's 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 blingy. It sh it shows off your ride, uh, but it, it's it's all just it's top quality and it works so well. And for what you get from Arundel for all of their stuff, the I mean, it's extremely fair pricing. A quick thanks to Arundel. And uh, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and roll into the survey results. So this is our response breakdown based off 323 responses when I printed off this report. 323 responses, that's huge. Thank you very much. And that is extremely significant, uh, statistically significant. This, this means we're dealing with some valid data here. Is it dead on? No. Probably still a margin of error of 3 or 4%, but we're okay with that. It really gives us a good idea of what we're working with. Uh, so of 323 people that responded of which their racing preferences were, and I, I can honestly say these numbers aren't surprising. They're really close to what I expected, but there is some aspect of this that, was interesting, and we'll touch on that momentarily. Uh, basically, 21%, we'll call it that, are people that are definitely interested in real deal organized racing with cash prizes and awards. And that's kind of what we've always said. We've said, you know, when we put on an event that includes a racing component, uh, you know, roughly 20% of the field are pretty focused, serious racers sort of thing. Uh, the next grouping, informal racing with official, and time, official times and bragging rights is fine. That's definitely the biggest chunk of our participants. Also, right in line with what we were expecting, uh, you know, almost 47%. And then the third one is, no, we're just looking to enjoy a great gravel ride. That made up, you know, roughly a third of the people that responded to the to the poll. And like I said, those numbers are pretty close to what we were expecting, but I want to put a slight tilt on this and we'll we'll get more into detail probably I'm guessing on the comments review when we get into that. Yes, it breaks down into three groups here, but it it's really Two-thirds of people are okay with a racing format. One-third of the people prefer not a racing format. And I, and I bring that up because one of the common concerns that we, we hear from some, you know, some of our event participants is it's become too racer-focused. It's become too racer-oriented. And the nuts and the bolts of it are that's the vast majority of the gravel 
writing audience right now are okay with some sort of competitive component to it. We've always made a very big effort to make sure the non-competitive writers felt welcome and at home. Uh, realistically, if anything, even when we do have a big racing component to an event, we probably tone down the racing aspect and uh, award ceremonies and things like that a lot from what competitive folks are used to in a, in a strictly racing environment. You know, it's one of those things. It's a tough balancing act. I'm not saying we do it perfectly. I'm not saying we do it 100% the right way by any stretch of the imagination. We definitely have things we can do better along those lines. Uh, but, it, you know, it's it's pretty straightforward. We, we do need to find a way to care for all of these components realistically most of the time in, in the same events. Now, with the feedback that we got, obviously the biggest chunk of participants aren't necessarily, you know, interested in upgrade points, you know, call-ups, making sure that the the bar tape is the right color to match their their kit or whatever else. You know, we think we have a pretty good chunk of our participants that are still in that kind of realm of, you know, we're out, we're out there for a serious workout. We want to see how we measure up with other folks, but we do recognize that it's still gravel. So let's go out there and, and roll for fun. Uh, so the numbers worked out the way we thought they were, but what was most interesting actually for me was the way the numbers were coming in. At first, when we just had the link to the survey on social media, uh, it was very, very light uh, on the you know, real deal competitive racing front. I mean, we were down around 10% of the responses. The non-competitive folks were at a higher ratio, uh, you know, probably closer to 36%. Uh, but it was it was still mostly the informal racing. They, that one was up near 50% at that point. So when we were just social media oriented, a lot of the responses were informal racing and non-competitive. Uh, then we sent out the email to the Spinistry database. And the email responses really started flipping that. Uh, that's That's when... In the in the email responses, we were we started getting a, a lot higher ratio of people that were more interested in the real deal racing. And my takeaway from that, and please feel free to comment if if you think I'm off base here, uh, and please do leave comments on the YouTube video if at all possible. My takeaway from that is it it strikes me that. On the social media front, that's probably catching the eyes and the attention more of informal racers and non-competitive folks. Uh, the email side of things was definitely getting the attention more of the, the more competitive racers, the people that were looking for more structure to the racing and things like that.
I think that's something I need to work on as a takeaway for how I'm trying to get convey the right message to the right people at the right time. So that's that's the quickie breakdown of the survey results and what those are looking like. The if if I would have done this video last night, my response for the what we're looking at going forward is that we would probably not be looking at doing structured racing for a while. Um, the way those numbers came back later today, I don't, I think structured racing itself is still a little ways down the road. We, we, we want to, we want to see things to be a little bit safer because the nuts and the bolts of it for the structured racing to work, we really need bigger events to, to, to make that fly. Uh, with a, a, a small or a medium-sized event, we can do informal races with timing and people can track their time and things like that. And it's not so critical to have 20 people of the same gender and the same approximate age going head-to-head -head sort of thing. Obviously, in all of those, if you're just out there to have a good time on the gravel and find a good route to ride, you can do all those. Uh, that said, we do want to make a point to those folks that, that aren't interested in the competitive aspect of things. Uh, we're going we're gonna to make a point to make sure that, uh, that you guys know that, that you're you're high on our list that you're important to us. And we want, we want to make the events work for you. When we get back to big events, there's almost, I can almost guarantee there's always going to be some sort of a racing component to it, but ultimately it's all about fun. We just want to find different ways for different people to have fun. So we're going to be definitely looking to incorporate this in the holiday ramble, uh, in December. Uh, we're looking to go back to Hillsboro in November as well, waiting for some feedback from the city on, on that one. Um, and I know people are wondering about Texas chain ring massacre and, and just right now, it's just too early to make that call. Uh, we don't know what things are going to look like going forward. I think it makes sense to get through the elections first and hopefully, hopefully we don't. We don't have some big overwhelming virus thing that happens between now and early 2021. And then maybe we can start nailing down some more de definitive plans. I don't want to do Texas Chain Ring Massacre unless it's a quality event. And in turn, I don't want to throw something out there and say, hey, we're going to take signups for this right now. But if things don't work out, we're not going to do it. I, I, I can't. I can't work that way. I can't make people plan to do things that I'm, you know, th at this point, there's just no way to be confident that any particular date uh, more than a few weeks down the road is something we can count on. Once we start getting to where that comfort level stretches out over longer time frames, that's when we'll look at coming up with a concrete date for Texas Chain Ring Massacre. That's the quickie overview of survey results. Now we're going to dig down into some of the comments don't think I'm glossing them over. Um, I, I, this, is, this is hugely valuable information to us right now. This is the part that I'm going to be going through with a fine-tooth comb and realistically 
will probably take some of these findings and create more detailed surveys down the road that help us flesh some of this stuff out for you guys. Mountain bike racing, I personally get the impression most folks, most folks prefer gravel. Um, yeah, right now, uh, at least in North Texas, mountain bike racing, there's not a lot going on. Um, this survey is really tied towards gravel. So anything that's mountain bike specific right now, I'm not going to go too far into. Uh, gravel is my favorite riding at this time. Do not ride road as well. New dispensary events love held in North Texas and gravel waves. Keep up the good work. Gravel waves, we expect to be an ongoing thing. New to gravel. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to linger on this one a little bit. Uh, I'm new to gravel. Picked up a gravel bike a few months ago after mountain biking for years. I learned about spinistry while searching for gravel routes, and it seemed like a great place to meet people and learn about the gravel scene. I want to participate, but the super casual nature of everything and lack of organization makes it very hard for me to understand what's going on. Need a little bit of structure or someone new to the scene, and it seems like COVID is preventing that from happening. As a result, I'll probably be waiting to participate until everything is a bit more structured and organized. Perhaps this is just a me problem, and that's in that case, I get it. And thank you for that response. It's not just a you problem, but if definitely if you are newer to spinistry and newer to the gravel scene, you're probably not dialed into what how we did things prior to the virus. Uh, prior to COVID-19, every weekend was full with spinistry events. Our basic monthly calendar was something like one weekend, a North Texas event, another weekend, a Central Texas gravel event. Third weekend of the month would be a mountain bike race somewhere. And then the fourth weekend of the month would either be a club spinistry ride or, you know, may, maybe do something with the family. Uh, I know my wife wanted me to do more of those. Uh, so that... Prior to COVID-19, we had a very definitive structure and we had very specific specific events going on a very regular basis. And some of these events we've done year over year over year. The short, the short story was that roughly each quarter, we had one bigger gravel event up north, another bigger gravel event down south. And then the rest of the quarter, we were just trying to put together smaller and medium-sized events just to keep people you know, just to keep giving them things to do and and help develop, uh, you know, the gravel scene in the long run. We, what Our goal wasn't to have the biggest events each and every weekend. We just wanted to make sure people had places to go to enjoy the gravel. After after COVID-19, realistically, we, we basically pulled the plug on all of our structured events, and we've been exploring ways to do things safely that met the safety guidelines and requirements of the states and the counties and the cities and things like that. But with the main focus being on making sure that we didn't contribute to people getting sick. And the biggest thing, kind of like what I was talking about with the Texas chain ring massacre, the biggest component of that is there's no way, to, there hasn't been any way to really plan bigger things at a specific date down the road because we just didn't know when we could do things. And we still don't for bigger events, but we think we have a system figured out pretty well that still helps us with 
bigger than just a you know a club ride. Uh, probably smallish to medium sized events. Uh, you know, hundred people, maybe hundred and fifty sort of thing if all the pieces are just right. Uh, so no, you were not wrong. It it has been somewhat unorganized. Uh, and but we're hoping to get that a little better organized, but we're not, it's not likely for us to plan anything still more than six weeks out or so at a time at the moment. Uh, number five, I'm not a racer, but I do enjoy the group starts. Uh, I'm assuming that means mass starts. We're still from our perspective, a ways off from that. We'll go into more detail later. Uh, just want to race. Any of the options are good. Bring on the races. Uh, interested in organized races and racing, but waiting for the COVID situation to play out. I'd rather not become a statistic. We can definitely appreciate that. And we don't want to cause people to become statistics. Uh, please include some shorter routes, less than 30 mi miles for us oldsters. Uh, we've played with that in the past. And our, our realistic findings uh, is it's, it's really the shortest distance that actually gets participation is usually in that 30 to 35 mile range. When we put together routes that are shorter than 30 miles, we get very low participation on it. And here, here's the reality of it. A lot of times the people that are interested in a 15, 20 or 25 mile route, I'm not, I'm not saying this to knock them, but those, in, those are a lot of times newer riders. And basically, they, they, they require a lot of resources. And the way we do our events, we just don't have those resources to spare. They, they, they need a sweep vehicle. They, they need extra time getting, you know, at the start, making sure that they've got their ride with GPS working and things like that. And the reality is we're a pretty lean operation and we, you know, we just don't have those resources for, you know, it's one thing if it's a couple hundred people that need all that help, Hey, we can factor that into the equation. But when it's three or four people that take 50% of our resources on, and that leaves 200 other people kind of on their own, we're just not able to, to care for that. So typically and I realize this person is not referring to the beginner status so much, but uh, you know I just want to touch on the mileage. Typically, we almost always have a 50k route, which is somewhere in the 30 to 35 mile range, a 100k route, which is somewhere around 62 or 63 miles, and then a lot of times we'll have a long route on top of that, uh, usually 80 miles or more. Usually, if we do have a long route, it's going to be somewhere near 100 miles. Uh, so that, that, that's kind of how our distances break down at the moment. Uh, that said, like, we're, not, we're not saying we have all the answers. If, leave comments in the YouTube video. If, you, you know, if 20, 25 miles is more your speed and that would make all the difference in the world to you to get out there and enjoy gravel, let us know that. And maybe we will come up with some shorter events, a little more specifically. Another component though on that, 
to be perfectly frank, is it's really difficult to actually put a gravel grinder together that's less than 30 miles. Generally speaking, for a staging venue, you got to pedal several miles out of town before you get to the gravel and several miles back to town. So, you know, if you're, if you go out on a 25 mile ride and 15 of it is pavement, that's, you know, you're not really getting the gravel experience at that point. Uh, so that's, that's been another factor with those shorter routes. You know, typically we can't start in the middle of nowhere. We have to have some sort of amenities for restrooms and parking, things like that. Uh, and usually you have to pedal a few miles before you catch the gra gravel. Uh, you had me at the word race. Great job of navigating the pandemic and communicating, communi <laughs> communicating to people. Thank you. I uh, thought the time trial version up in Paris was a great way to go, including the longer distance rides. I think gravel has a lot of options to make safe rides during these times. We agree completely. Uh, enjoy the racing vibe at many spinistry events. Thank you very much. Pop-up events are such a welcome treat in these troubling times. Thanks so much. Thank you. We appreciate uh, that. Uh, the pop-up aspect of what we're doing. <clears throat> the pop-up aspect of what we're doing is actually kind of fun in a way. We're back to the, we, we don't know when we can do stuff. So, so, you know, it's one of those things that, hey, this weekend's available. The weather's really nice. Let's throw something together because we know we're not committed to going halfway across the state for a 500-person event. Uh, so we like being able to take care of our club ministry members and, and throw together stuff on the fly. We appreciate you from John and Georgie Trotter. We appreciate you guys, too. Thank you all so much. Deep South Texas. So it is difficult to make it to the events in North Texas. Camping is a plus if space is available. Uh, that is one thing that I do truly miss at the moment. We have been, as far as putting rides and events together, just the logistics of trying to do things on a pop-up basis and things like that. We haven't been able to go down south. Uh, I want to change that. It's probably going to be January before we're able to. We'd like to do Shelby again, if at all possible. Um, I'm going to give it a few more weeks before I reach out to them to see if they're if they're letting folks gather and things like that, just to make sure things do continue to get better. Uh, we do miss Central Texas. Uh, we want to get back down there and see some of y'all. Uh, but I also have some ideas for maybe putting together uh, a, a spinistry liaison down there that uh, I can work with on a regular basis that if we're not able to make it down there ourselves, uh, somebody that can help coordinate some stuff. Um, so if that's something that might interest you, feel free to reach out to me. Maybe we can we can do something along those lines. And again, it doesn't have to be the true formal events. Maybe it's just some informal stuff on the routes that we've already have established or if you've got some routes you want to show off please feel free to reach out to me and let's see if we can keep people happy on the gravel down that way i have no plans for racing in 2020 until the covid levels are weighed down completely understandable we're not going to try to change your mind love your events thank you Mostly interested in lying, in riding but can't lie the slight competitor in me does enjoy chip timing bragging rights and placement 
we are happy to oblige. To be honest with you, that's that's the most uh, appealing way for us to even throw together casual rides as well. Just to include the chip timing, uh, lets us know when people are off the route and things like that. So kind of that that helps us on an organizational front. We need age groups, gravel or MTB. Uh, age groups is definitely. I mean, we've done a lot with that in the past. Uh, one of the biggest things on age groups is the reality for age groups to start working, you have to have a lot of participants. That's the nuts and the bolts of it. At the moment, it's not the time to try to build stuff around lots of participants. Uh, but as soon as that is viable, we will definitely be making sure age groups are in the mix again. Uh, eliminate call-ups if you're going to be putting on a gravel race. And we typically don't do call-ups. The only time we do that is Texas Chain Ring Massacre for past champions. Uh, riding with groups for big miles is fun. I like events because it's not easier to think about the route and worry about food and water. Food and water, that's a really tricky thing right now uh, with the virus stuff. And that's been one of the main reasons that we have been staying away from the formal events. We haven't figured out... a a truly virus safe way to put uh, water out on course for a large group. Uh, so for our smaller events, we've just been doing individually sealed water bottles. And I see that being our go-to for a while. That's not practical if you have 500 people on course at the same time. Uh, but 50 to 100, probably practical. Definitely what we have seen though is even when we put water out and let people know that it's going to be there, most people are carrying everything they need to go the full distance, um, which I like that. And I'm not saying that from a race promoter or event promoter aspect. Um, to me, that's kind of always been one of the things of gravel and adventure riding is that's part of the adventure. How do you figure out how to carry everything you need to make the ride because you know when I started riding gravel I was the only one out there riding it I didn't have people riding with me or anything so I had to carry everything I needed to go the full route that I was planning to go and that was for me that was one of the intriguing aspects of the gravel riding was figuring out how to you know make sure I had everything I needed and sometimes I got some creative got somewhat creative with some water bottle mounts and things like that and I'll, I'll be perfectly honest with you um, but we have noticed that is even when we do put water bottles out right now, a lot of people are carrying everything they need to go the full distance. Even before we did that real early in the virus, you know, people were saying, oh, I can't go 60 miles with the bottle cages that I have on my bike. So like, okay, then do the 40 mile route. People didn't like that answer, but it's like, you know, well, if you want to go further, figure out how to carry more water. And I, I kind of consider that an aspect of traditional gravel that I'd like to incorporate into at least some of the competitive events down the road. Maybe not all of them, but it's something I'm playing with. And if, again, if you got ideas along those lines, throw some comments down in there. Uh, let's see. Prefer to have normal gravel races. We all know what to do to not spread the virus. Our hospitals know how to treat symptoms and the survival rate is 99.6%. Let's race. 
I'm not here to tell anyone how to live their lives or what events to go to or what events to put on. We're not, in our point of view, in a position for us to put on those types of races right now. But that in, is in no way a judgment of anyone that might put on that type of race or attend that type of race. You're, you're not going to see that from us in the near future, though, but we'll let you know as soon as we do have those available again. Gravel distances less than two hours from Austin. We, we, uh, we do have rides already. If you're a club spinistry member, and even if you're not, you can still access parts of our, our club spinistry library uh, that are publicly accessible, and we're, po we're posting a free route every day right now as it is. Um, but definitely if you're a club spinistry member, you have access to our full route library and we have tons of routes, uh, in the Austin area. And we actually have a route that's all the way from Dallas to Austin or Austin to Dallas, no matter how you write it, Houston to Austin, um, Austin to San Antonio. I need to still map that one out, but, uh, the routes we do have, the rides we haven't had recently, but like I said, hopefully that's going to be changing again in January. Let's see, I missed the hell of the North Texas due to a prior commitment, like the time trial format. Uh, we enjoyed the time trial format. We look, we're looking at ways to do more of that, and we'll talk about that some more in another comment that's further down. Uh, more rides, races and rides in South Texas. Yes. Local, looking for help with local routes. Okay. Again, club spinistry members, if you're a club spinistry member, that includes custom routes as well. So if we don't have a specific route that's right in the area you're looking for, feel free to send me an email or reach out. And, uh, you know, we can help put together, help, help you put together some routes that are in your neighborhood, if viable. Now, that said, that doesn't mean that I, you know, if it's six hours away, I know I, I know how to look at a map pretty well these days. And most of the time I can get a, a route pretty solid within 95 to 99 percent just looking at the maps but uh you know if I, sometimes if i create a, a custom route for you you may be the first one to scout it which sometimes there may be dead ends or washed out bridges that we don't know about or something like that uh rides one to two hours from dfw are ideal well we've got a bunch of those events near is houston would be great i like to the ride in Lano early this year. We did too. Looking forward to going back there, hopefully in the spring. That said, I do know some of the roads have been paved that direction. So we're probably going to be looking at a new staging venue when we go back to Lano and probably a slight alteration or a major alteration to the route as well. More Houston requests. Appreciate us finding variety during the virus. You're welcome. Enjoying the Panaracer virtual. Wouldn't, wouldn't mind more virtual events, maybe based on a single course as opposed to a mileage competition. Um, that's an excellent point, and that's something we're interested in as well. We did try that real early in the virus. We had a club spinistry virtual race on uh, a few select routes, particularly if there's another flare-up on the COVID stuff or things 
go the wrong direction on that. And it's hopefully that doesn't happen. But if we get caught up in something like that, uh, we will definitely look at doing some very specific routes for people to virtually race on, kind of like Strava segments type thing, but a little bit more formalized than that. We have the pieces that can do that. So that's a very excellent suggestion. Hopefully we don't need to implement it and we're not, we've got our fingers crossed that we don't need to, but that is a fallback plan if needed. Um, if there is official racing setup, please also include fun ride, non-competitive category. We almost always do. Uh, I actually, I can't think of a time we haven't included a non-competitive category. Would love to see races coming back. We would too. When is the chain ring massacre? We touched on that earlier. Uh, hoping to focus on esports world championships through December. Fun rider race. I think I know who this is, and we'll probably have something uh, second half of December. And who knows? Maybe we'll maybe we'll slide down towards Central Texas uh, around that time of the year. We'll see what happens. Small prizes and payouts, almost informal, but not. That will bring more people to cover porta pots and cokes and whatnot. Be perfectly honest with you, it's not the crowd size that's an issue for us. We could we could put on events and probably have 500 people at, at the, just snapping our fingers. The, it's still about doing those things safely uh, for everybody. Um, I do like the idea of informal racing that's maybe a notch above informal. I'm going to play with that concept. I kind of like that. Let me think about that some. Really enjoyed the gravel time trial. We're getting a lot of feedback on people liking the time trial. That I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I want to do something along those lines. More Saturday options. That's interesting. More Saturday options. Um, well, at least traditionally, and maybe this is somebody that's newer to our stuff. Uh, traditionally, I would say probably 75%, if not more of our events are on Saturdays. We'll sometimes do Sundays um, if a venue's not available. I think we recently did a Sunday event uh, up at 4R because uh, the Saturday was tied up with a wedding, but we had the whole place to ourselves on Sunday. And then also the Hell of the North Texas, we do that on Sunday because Saturday is the Tour de Paris day. Uh, so it's, it's a whole weekend uh, up in Paris. Saturday is Tour de Paris. Sunday is Hell of the North Texas. Most of the time, at least for gravel events, we're, we're almost always going to do Saturdays when we're able to. Sometimes Sunday does work into the mix, though. Another one was left out of land run. We ended up doing that on Sunday because the venue was not available on Saturday. Um, organization provides good information and resource. Thank you very much. We try to. Thanks for letting me know. Uh, still think it's a tad early for full-blown racing, but like the time trial format, again, we want to do more of those. Gravel racing around Austin. Okay, lots lots of requests for Austin and Houston. We are taking that to heart, folks. We'll figure out something. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a promise now. Uh, in unless something crazy spikes with COVID or something like that, we'll find a way to be in Central Texas sometime in December. Hold me to it, okay? You are welcome. Not really interested in racing. Involves releasing in waves. More interested if we wear masks and social distance while staging, then remove the mask right before the start and do a mass start 
all together. That's we're not going to be doing that anytime soon until virus situation gets much better. Again, if that's your preference, I get it completely. And if there are other events that do offer that, feel feel free. I'm not I'm not going to judge you or that event organizer. We're just not comfortable doing mass starts right now ourselves. Still a novice at gravel. I'll need shorter options that I can self-time at this point, but I enjoy seeing the fast guys do their thing. Thanks. That's a good point. Um, that's something that I've always gotten a kick out of from not just our events, but gravel in general. Uh, I, I like the way it brings everybody together on the same course at approximately the same time. Um, it is a good way to, you know, particularly if you're just starting out. I remember when I first started riding, I really didn't have comprehension of what I was doing on a bicycle compared to somebody that was more experienced, more fit, more capable. Uh, you know, I didn't know what the upside potential really was. I'm not saying that I would ever get to the level of a pro racer or anything like that. But if all you're seeing around you is 10 miles an hour, 12 miles an hour at the most, you know, you have no comprehension that 20 miles an hour is even actually viable sort of thing. So I, I do like the way uh, gravel brings everybody together at the same time. Um, mainly interested in 34 mile scenic routes in a variety of locations. I think we have you covered with those. Thanks for putting on amazing events. You're welcome. Keep up the good work, Kevin. Thank you. You're welcome. No racing interest at all. Perfectly fine. I love a good long gravel ride. I love group camaraderie and bourbon. Oh, I'm liking this. I love being out in the middle of nowhere on my own to enjoy the scenery. I also love being a 14er and driving down to Texas to participate in spinistry events. An upfront cost to ride is not a big deal, but I strongly doubt I will ever qualify for a purse. I am happy just to experience the ride. Thank you very much. I'm glad you've traveled to our events in the past, and I'm hoping very soon it makes sense for you to travel to them again. And for those of you that don't know what a, being a 14er is, uh, we kind of have this uh, informal spinistry designation for people that are able to do a 100-mile gravel event at an average of 14 miles an hour or more. It's kind it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of a, a target for people to shoot for on the endurance side of things. Are there people out there that can do much faster than 14 miles an hour over 100 miles? Yes, obviously there are. But that 14 mile an hour range, that's kind of the the every person if you get above that you're kind, you're kind of in that next level for an endurance gravel rider sort of thing. It's not, it's not top of the heap by any means, but it's, it's, it's something to be proud of. And we like to recognize people that are able to accomplish that. I uh, love the socially distant race ideas. I won't show up for anything with a mass start or think highly of a race at that well. I'm not again. We're not going to judge other events by any stretch of the imagination, but yet we recognize that if people aren't comfortable with mass starts right now, 
Love what you're doing. Keep it up. You're welcome. Gravel routes around 100K east of DFW area. Uh, east of DFW area is kind of tough for gravel, to be honest with you. You can kind of go northeast and start getting into stuff. But east of DFW is all paved. You can go southeast and start getting into stuff, but it's really heavier on the south side of things. Again, if you're a club spinach, remember, we do have routes that are in the easterly direction, and uh, we can help you come up with a custom route that maybe if you're wanting to start out uh, south of where those routes are or north of where those routes are and make your way there, we can help you come up with a custom route that'll get you there. Out of state, but try to put a couple of spinachery events on the calendar each year. Thank you very much. Hey, do me a favor. You say you're out of state. Um, send me a message and say you're number 97 and let me know where you are out of state. We, we may have some stuff that we're able to do in your closer to your area. I would be interested, interested in that from anyone that's watching or listening to this broadcast. If, even if you're outside of Texas, if you'd like to see some ministry events in your, in your neck of the woods, let us know where that is. We have a lot of stuff working in a lot of different places. Um, look at some of our previous videos or podcast, listen to some of our previous podcasts about our uh, going to California route and Colorado events and things like that. Uh, we're, we're in a bunch of states right now and uh, the, we, we hope to be putting on formal events in most of them over time. Just right now during the virus isn't the time to do that. Maybe do a couple of road events also this year. This is, this, this is not judgmental, so don't take it that way, but hell no. We don't do road events. Uh, I feel organized racing draws the most people, but I also think having the informal option with it is good. You're actually 100% correct there. Um, new landscapes and gravel riding provides... History and various topography are always a plus. Oh, have we got some stuff coming for you. I got a brand new map delivered to me yesterday that's got all sorts of cool stuff for us in the works. Uh, more than anything, I would love to see some events start 10 people at a time, chip time. That's exactly what we're doing and have been doing. So come on, join us. I'm good, let's do it. Personal attendance depends on how big the turnout is. I like big gatherings, but I know that's against the normal acceptable comfort level of some. If the events aren't of big attendance, I won't go. Understand that completely. Uh, and we'll do big events when it makes sense to. Gravel and beer, here, here, I agree a thousand percent. Uh, also, a route cache with descriptions and such would be nice. Yes, that is a priority of ours. Um, it's just a, it's, it's a function of my own bandwidth at the moment. Um, I want to better organize our spinistry routes, and I want to be able to give detailed notes on at least some key ones going forward. So thank you, 107. We will be doing more of that. Love your rides, but not great at racing. Events close to San Antonio. San Antonio is a long way from here. I'm in North Fort Worth. Um, 
it's it's on it it's on our look at it down the road uh, list, and we do we do want to put together our San Antonio to Houston route, nail that down, and our San Antonio to Austin route. We do have a San Antonio to Fort Worth route already. That's pretty darn interesting. Um, and we're going to be doing some traveling this winter uh, more in that southern area. So we may have some stuff later in 2021 closer to San Antonio. Not traveling for events if there are staggered starts. Understandable. You do what works for you. We're not going to hold it against you. Uh, it's nice to get out and just ride without having it to be a competition. Personally, not what gravel is about. I think our survey actually shows that for most people, they're still interested in some sort of competitive aspect. We recognize that's not everyone's cup of tea by any stretch of the imagination. We're not going to force people to race that don't want to race. We do want to find a way to give you a good time as well. But there's no way we can do that and say that there are, aren't going to be people on the same route as you that you know, there's still going to be people that are competitive. They're going to they're going to be on the same same roads as you are at the same time. Uh, don't hold it against them just because they're competitive and you're not. Somewhere in between first and second options. That's the, like at least the second time, maybe the third time we've heard something along that line. I'm going to noodle that one. I think you guys are onto something there. Something a little bit more above than just informal racing for bragging rights, but maybe not full-blown structured racing. Let me noodle that one a bit. I'm waiting for unrestricted events. I don't want time trials and packing up and leaving immediately after finishing. One of the main reasons I do spinistry events is the social aspect of it. The only social distancing I need is what happens when I get dropped off the back. Well, I'll be perfectly honest. That's one of the biggest things that we miss and are disappointed at is the social aspect of it. We've, we've always been very... That's probably been one of our biggest goals for all of our events. Um, but it's just not the right time to hang out afterwards and socialize. Uh, we're, we're itching for it to be the right time to do that again. And we're going to be doing that as soon as it makes sense to do that type of socializing again. But we're not going to do it before it makes sense to. I'm slow, so I appreciate maybe a Sunday ride or race. Slaving at the bike shop Saturdays. We do Sunday rides. So uh, definitely, that brings up a good point. So I touched on this earlier. For those of you that follow us on Facebook, what we learned is you need to read your emails too. And those of you that read your emails... You probably need to follow us on Facebook and Instagram as well. So it's going to keep you the most up to date. Cover all the bases. And if folks have any other suggestions on how we can get the word out to you, I am all ears. We're always trying to get the word out to you at the right time without saturating you with too many emails or things like that. We recognize it's hard to keep track on Facebook, though. Um, but, uh, we'll share more, but we're, we're welcome. We welcome suggestions on how to get the word out to you at the right time.
more Houston area. Having the event span over a few days works best for my rotating shifts. This was one I touched on earlier that uh, I said I was going to address, particularly around the time trial thing. Having multi-day events in general is tough to pull off. It's tough to justify. Um, it takes a lot of resources to make that happen. It takes a lot of expense to make that happen. Uh, what you also, what also happens in a multi-day event is you increase the odds of weather playing a significant negative factor on the event as well. Um, that said, toying with an idea that is, uh, and this is probably going to definitely be geared more towards the racing folks, not so much the fun riders. So this isn't the way we would do every event, but maybe a key event up north and a key event down south where it's a full racing weekend where basically it's a time trial on Saturday to get seated into a, a proper racing group on Sunday on the same route um, with some sort of, if you're not able to make the time trial, we can use previous times from previous events to properly seed you or something like that. Uh, but to actually do the same event Saturday and Sunday, I don't, I, I don't know that that, I think that just ends up spreading out the same audience over two days and and not to make this about the money because that's not that's not why we do this yes i make a living at this but anyone with any sense about how to run a business they wouldn't try to make a living putting on gravel races and gravel events it's probably not the smartest way to, to try to make a living so i guess the going a roundabout way. I, I'm not in it for the money, but yeah, we need the money to to pay the bills. If we do the same event on Saturday and Sunday and spread it out over the same weekend, we're probably just going to get the same hundred people and effectively double our costs, if not more than double the costs. Um, because, you know, maybe we're having to do accommodations that we wouldn't have to do at all or, or whatever. Um, that said, I'm not totally against that concept. And so maybe it is something we'll play with down the road where we go to the same spot, do it on Saturday, leave the arrows up, do the same thing on Sunday. We've kind of done that with our Dirty Fury out of Jacksboro in a way. Um, and maybe that's where I'm not confident that it, it'll make sense to us financially to do that. Uh, Jacksboro, our Dirty Fury event, is actually one of my favorite events that we do every year. And it's some of the best routes that we ever have. And it's almost always been the best social scene because the people that are there are hanging out together all weekend and camping in the same area and things like that. So traditionally, it's one of my favorite weekends. But from a business aspect, it's probably one of our worst weekends. Uh, the crowds are we've never had a big crowd for that weekend and the logistics are pretty complicated. Um, and it's not that far away. Yes. It justifies overnighting there, 
but it's free camping and there's some decent hotels not too far away, uh, an okay motel or two right there in town. Uh, but the, the perception is Jacksboro is so far away from DFW that we rarely get a big crowd. We actually have more people, I think, a couple times around that were coming up from Central Texas, which is further away than DFW. So um, a lot of rambling there to go. We've kind of played with that idea and haven't had a lot of success with it, but maybe if it's closer to a major metro area, maybe it will work. Maybe we'll, we will give it a try. Make mass starts great again. And that's the last one right there. And I think I, I think, I think I touched on my HSOs and uh, editorializing along those lines enough as it is. There's no reason to go much further into that. Please do leave your comments, particularly on the YouTube video. I know this wasn't a lot to look at, so hopefully people were just kind of listening to this in the background. Again, thank you so much for your feedback on this, this poll and, and your thoughts and comments. That makes a big difference for us going forward to make sure that we are going at least in the right direction. We know we can't do things 100% right for everyone, but we want to make sure that we're definitely steering away from the things that are wrong for most everyone. So thank you for your time in contributing to this. Thank you for your time in listening to this. We do welcome any comments and feedback that you have at any time. And this survey was pretty successful, so we will be doing more of these. But I promise to not saturate you guys with them. Go out there, ride your bikes, have fun.